Hey guys, my name's Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I would look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get info on new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. Like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which helps me view all these financial numbers in an easy visual format. Today, we'll take a look at Coca-Cola. In Coca-Cola, we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to take a look at the income statement, the balance sheet, cash flow statement, and some other metrics. At the end, we're also going to take a quick look at their 10K report, just to see if we see any, any unusual behavior in that report. So here we're on the income statement in the income statement since they just reported Q4 again I'm gonna take a look at annual data instead of quarterly data so let's begin here revenue we can see revenue has been decreasing since its high in 2012 each year has been lower this year is sitting at 31.8 billion dollars of revenue compared to last year's 35 billion dollars of revenue cost of revenue the same we should expect this to go down right if they're selling less stuff we would expect them to be spending less money to spend this stuff which is what we do see cost of revenue this year was 11.7 billion dollars where last year was 13.26 billion gross profit is also decreasing which is obviously the difference between revenue and cost of revenue we have a negative gross profit of 20.09 billion compared to last year's 22.16 billion almost a decrease of about 10% in gross profit somehow this is pretty pretty great to see earnings before income taxes so here we can see their earnings before income tax is higher than last year's even though revenue revenue was it was is lower this year and it is on par with last it's higher than also two years ago which again revenue was much higher there so this is this is telling me good stuff right it's telling me that um this company is able to be efficient with its money and it's even though it's collecting less revenue it's still able to have the same amount of earnings before income taxes after after all its expenses and after a decrease in revenue so uh once this company starts collecting higher revenues this company will actually be looking really good for for earnings before income taxes so, so that's that's definitely a plus in my books right now i was kind of a little um thrown off with such a huge revenue drop but seeing this net income this income before income taxes um is it's definitely a good thing to see now here we can see this net income here last year it seems they probably paid a huge expense on tax and we can probably take a look here yeah last year they put they paid a huge tax expense which made this um, company have a, a very low net income last year. But if we take a look at net income this year, 6.43 billion compared to two years ago, which had about the same tax tax expense was 6.53. So again, revenue has dropped from last year by over $10 billion. So revenue dropped down in two years by $10 billion. This to me was pretty scary, but we're seeing this net income only drop down by 0.1 billion dollars so that's a huge huge offset right i would have expected the net income to drop so much more but it did not and that to me is giving me good things it's telling me this company is learning how to make its product at a cheaper rate which 
or it's it's able to have a margin better than it had two years ago so once this revenue starts kicking up this company will definitely be good and i'm actually liking it right now for that for those for that reason alone so here we're going to take a look at red flags from lacy fa pretty great stuff if you guys haven't taken a look at revenue versus cost we can see right that co that revenue like mentioned before revenue is the pre is the gap between revenue and cost of revenue is approaching and that's why we have a declining gross profit next we'll take a look at their gross margins and their profit margins so their gross margin seems to be a little bit uptick compared to previous quarters but it's still not too far away from its average so its average seems to be somewhere around low 60 percent right now it's at 63.1 percent higher than last year the year before and the year and few actually a few few years almost i think since gross margin right now it is higher than 2011 so that's that's a lot of years that this that this company has been increasing its gross margin and here we have a very nice profit margin today is sitting at 20 percent that's been its all-time high for the past six six years maybe a little more but that's great to see we're seeing that increase in profit margins obviously profit margins last year was pretty low but that's because of that tax expense this year profit margin is um it's higher than than the previous years and that's why we're seeing that net income so close to last to two years ago even though revenue has decreased so i'm really liking profit margin to me it's just telling me this company is being smart with how they're how they are making their products right if they're able to make more same amount of money with selling less products their profit margins are increasing it means their expenses are decreasing in some form and if this company starts picking up its revenue its revenue is going to start its net income is going to be a lot higher so here we have a few red flags on lacy fa the first red flag is just telling us on average cost of revenue is increasing at a faster pace than revenue itself and i'm pretty sure it's this year in 2011 which is throwing us this flag but to me like i've mentioned it does not look that bad in my in my mind so this flag i'm not gonna keep mind to it next we have a top to the line divergence alert and it's just telling us net income growth in the past year compared to sequential so obviously since last year the net income growth was pretty low the net income was pretty low last year due to that huge tax expense this year is showing about a hundred uh 400 percent growth in net income compared to last year but like mentioned it was due to that tax expense so we would ex we would expect to see that huge net income growth but in reality we know it's not based on anything crazy it's just that tax expense that made this a little crazy for last year so again this is a great red flag if we didn't have that tax expense last year so here now we'll take a look at some quick charts of some stuff we didn't look i just want to see how their operating expenses are changing we can see right a huge decline in operating expenses sga sales general and administrative expenses and we can see interest expense is pretty on par so I'm, I'm liking even though revenue is decreasing i'm still liking how this operating expense 
and SGA expenses are dropping down. So hopefully it means this company is being smarter with their money. There's nothing nothing insane with tax expense. Um it's pretty on par with with the other years except this last year last year's outlier where this company had to pay uh, a lot more in taxes, but that's most likely due to the tax changes here in the United States. All right, so so right now I'm I'm, I'm really liking really liking Coca-Cola. Next, we'll take a look at their balance sheet. We'll take a look at total assets, liabilities, debt, cash, and cash equivalents. So here in total assets, we can see total assets decreasing, but it's not decreasing at a huge pace. Last year's was 87.9. The year This year was 83.2 billion. So it is about 4 billion. It's about 5%, a little less than 5% of assets decreased. But if we're looking at liabilities on the same year it probably has a higher a higher decrease percentage so this year they have liability of 64.6 billion last year 68.9 almost 69 so about a five five billion delta here we can see their total debt is being paid off i, I do like to see that so total debt last year hit the peak at 47.7 billion dollars Right now is $43.5 billion, and that's less than two years than 2016, 2017, and it's a little bit higher than 2000, and 2016, 2015, 2017. And it's pretty much on par with where that level was in 2014, a few billion dollars more, but I'm definitely liking that huge decrease in total debt. Here, re receivables, they have decreased their receivables. But we noticed, right, revenue has been decreasing. So that means their revenue, since the revenues are decreasing, their accounts receivables percentage by revenue is also going to be decreasing. So this doesn't, doesn't really freak me out at all. Payables, their payables seem to be decreasing, but it seems they have some form of steady, steady, flat rate or something amount of, of money they're paying to the to its providers of suppliers and we can see since 2010 this has pretty much been on average of where it's supposed to be at 8.93 billion and that's okay with me right it's telling me this company um, no matter how how much it sells it's still gonna pay about the same amount in payables and it's something we should probably see similar levels next year Cash and cash equivalents. I'm pretty, I'm liking how this company has a decent amount of cash and cash equivalents. It has ten, almost 11 billion dollars of cash. And remember, we said 83 billion is total assets. So this is so ca cash and cash equivalents, which are assets that could be liquidized pretty quickly, is a high percentage of its total assets, and that's that's definitely a good thing in my books. Next, we'll take a look at red flags from Lazy FA. Again, red flags is just another way to see what we just saw. Here, we can see our total assets and total liabilities together. We can see, unfortunately, that gap is is decreasing. So that means our shareholder equity has been taking a dump, and we can see here it's been taking a dump. But last year to this year is pretty on is pretty close to to being the same same levels. Last year was 17.07 billion. This year was 16.98 billion. So only a, a decrease, a decrease of 0.09 billion dollars in shareholder equity. And to me, that's that's not good. I, I'm not bad. I'm, I am a little I am a little thrown off that the shareholder equity is 
is decreasing. It has such a close close gap, but um, it it's good to see we've had we had um we had a, a flat a flat line for the past two years. So hopefully next year we see uh, another flat or an increase um increase in in shareholder equity. Here we have assets versus liability growth. There's nothing really crazy here happening right now this year. Assets shrunk by about 5%, 5.3%, and liability shrunk by 6.9%. So as long as we keep keep liability growth shrinking at a faster rate than assets, that shareholder equity is going to go higher. Now we're going to take a look at the asset distribution and liability distribution just to see what this company is truly truly um, worth. So we can see it's it's definitely pretty spread out here. We have 15% of its of its assets based on cash and cash equivalents. Another 7% are on current investments. So that's good. That means 21 21 about 21, maybe 22% of its assets are based on assets that can be liquidized pretty quickly and be turned into monetary value pretty quickly. Then we have 28% in non-current and non-current investments. So here we can see we have over 50%. Am I right? Yeah, over 50% of the investment of the assets are based on some form of investment or cash monetary value. So that to me is it's definitely really good. It means this company is managing its its money properly and it's not just buying equipment and other and just building up inventory to build up its assets. So this this is definitely a huge portion. And I'm again, this is looking really good. 11% is property and plants, and we can see property and plants have been decreasing over time. The things that have been Increasing in the past few years have been non-current investments. What else has been increasing? But we've seen a decrease in intangibles assets, and that's actually a great thing. I hate to see a company have so much worth in intangible assets, even though they could be worth all that money to me. It's it's just like a fake asset to me that the value of the assets are fake. It could probably be worth a lot more or a lot less. And for that reason, I don't like seeing a company with such high intangibles. And I'm happy to see that this company has been dropping it in 2000 and what year is this? 2000, the end of 2013, intangibles were 27 billion, which were 33% of the assets. Now it's at 17 billion. So a huge decrease in, in intangibles, which is definitely a great thing to see. Cash and cash equivalents have has had its up and downs, but nothing nothing crazy. All the other assets are pretty on par. The only other thing I like is just that non-current investment has been going up at a steady space while that intangible has been going down. Next, we'll take a look at the liability distribution. We can see a huge portion is non-current debt. Non-current debt is about $25.36 billion at 46%, so that's almost half of the liability is non-current debt but we can see compared to last year this company paid off a huge portion last year was 31 and was 52 percent this year was is 25 and is 46 percent so that's definitely a great thing current assets it's pretty high right now at 33.2 percent but last year was and it's at 18 billion last year was 16.5 billion and the year before that was 16.02 billion 
So just an increase of $2 billion in current debt is definitely going to affect this, the company's cash flow next, next year. But it's such a huge, it's such a, compared to the company, the, the value increase is not, not that much that I'm not, it's not something I'm worried about. All the other assets are, all the other liabilities are pretty on par. So about 70, about 80% actually, 80% of, of the liabilities are non-current debt and current debt. So we're going to definitely take a huge portion down this year when it pays off all its current debt. So that's definitely a great thing to see. So red flags, the only red flag we have today in, in, in the balance sheet is that at, on average, liability growth is growing at a faster rate than assets. And this is most likely due to this 2010 year where liabilities grew seven, almost 80%, where assets only grew 50%. So it's just telling us, hey, take a quick look. But if we look at the previous years, even though liability does grow at a faster rate, it is nothing to really be scared of just because of the monetary value at the moment is is not really assets is still such a huge portion of of the balance sheet so here we're gonna usually i take a look at the cash flow statement but today i'm not going to do that i'm gonna take a look at their um i i'm putting some of the important stuff i watch in the cash flow here in this chart and the first thing we see is net cash flow from operations and again, this is really good. Last year, this company had a lot more revenue, and even though net cash flow is higher this year, they also did have a lot more expenses. But it's definitely good, even though two years ago this company had more net cash flow. Next, we have current debt. We can see its current debt is increasing payment-wise, which would also affect um, our net cash flow from financing since it is buying high debt. So this upcoming year, we have a six, uh, 16, 18 billion, uh, 18 billion current debt. So we, we will definitely see a, probably a much higher, higher value on net cash flow unless it's taking off more loans. But if not, then this company is definitely gonna have a, a, neg, a, a, a lower, more negative, if one can say that, more negative um, net cash flow. So be in the, it'll be further down. But because of its cash flow from operations, I'm pretty sure this company will will still be in in the green in there. So again, nothing really to freak me out at the moment. And then this is nothing. Then we'll take a look at these new 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 aspects that Lazy FA has added manipulation, and we're only gonna take a look at a few stuff here. We can see, like always, we've seen revenue revenue decreasing so let's just talk percentage wise period of period this company has had a decrease of revenue growth this year compared to last year was a 10 percent decrease in revenue growth with the year before that was a negative 15 percent decrease and so it's definitely we're not as bad as last year but our revenue overall is declining Quarterly to quarter sequential, we're having, I want to do period to period. So same quarter last year, um, revenue growth has decreased 6% to this year. Re this year has decreased 6% in revenue growth compared to last year. Account receivables, year to year change. Not, nothing really crazy. Obviously, we're going to see a change of accounts receivable just because it has 
we have a revenue decrease and this quarter compared to last year's same quarter it's about seven percent and it's close to that six percent which we saw so nothing nothing outrageous there this is one thing i like seeing this is one of their new features their revenue capacity so here we have trailing 12 months revenue so it's it's the revenue of the last 12 months opposed to quarter to quarter and here we can see revenue capacity the revenue capacity is the total re the ttm revenue so the trailing 12 month revenue divided by the gross property plants and equipment assets for the period so this is the trailing 12 revenue trailing 12 month revenue divided by its its total property plants and equipment so what is this telling us so this is going to give us a ratio and it's going to tell us that hey this company is actually even though it's collecting less revenue it has the same amount of assets and property and is still maintaining this strong ratio so we would want to have a, a really high ratio the, the uh, increase in ratio in this ratio means that this property is is making more revenue with the same amount of equipment so that's definitely a great thing to see and we can see here right we can definitely see that overall this company has an uptrend even though there are downtrends going on overall this company has increased its revenue capacity so it's producing a lot more revenue with a lot less equipment and that's definitely a great thing to see and um, um, again it's another thing of that profit margin that with the profit margin increase is definitely going to help out this company in the long run right next we have account receivables percentage of sales so it's just telling us how much percent of the revenue is account receivables and it's pretty pretty balanced to where it's normally is so it's not nothing i would continue looking at it's pretty on average there's no outliers same with day sales of outstanding that's how many days it takes before the company collects its money and again it's pretty average the only other one i really want to take a look at is this company has no unearned revenue or deferred revenues so that's definitely it's booking to revenue ratio is one and that's definitely a great thing next we'll take a look at manipulation on expenses the manipulation right is just lazy fa doing some form of calculations and it's telling us hey this might it's here gives us a procedures of what to follow so we can know if if we can take a look at something else the questionable assets assets that are are in the others column and don't really give us a pro are, are questionable but again this is has uh, increased over time but it's pretty it's pretty on par where it's supposed to be in that increase we can see current questionable assets versus total assets percentage and it's it's it has that that increase but um it's nothing dramatic so it's not nothing i'm gonna freak out about same with non-current right it's um just be, be above the current questionable assets are about five percent um five percent comp compared to the total assets which is good being below that ten percent it's is something that wouldn't really freak me out and same with non-current non-current doesn't change as fast so it's a better it's a better better look at things and we can see here that it's it's between that five lower five percent range so again nothing has changed in there and the total assets again it's been pretty on par with its averages it has this window where it's where it goes up and down so that's um again nothing to really freak me out about what else do we want to take a look at here um we have net income minus 
operation cash flow. So this is just uh, uh, right, like I mentioned, net income minus cash flow from operations. And it's here, great, we would like to see a negative thing. It means this company right here, it tells us negative value in this cap indicate that cash from operations was greater than net income. And that's a sign of positive earning quality. Positive values indicate uh, a less, a sign of questionable earning quality. So we can see here, it's right now we're on the negative. This company is making better operating cash flow than net income. So that's definitely a great thing. And those are the few things I wanted to look at. And there's one more thing we'll take a look at before I make my decision. Um, it's just their, their report. So here, right, we saw net revenue decline 6% for the year for the quarter compared to last quarter last fourth quarter and 10% for the full year again we saw that right here they're again telling us about the net revenue I, I highlighted just because it's important to know net revenue declined 6% to 7.1 billion for the quarter and declined 10% to 31.9 billion but we did see this their margins increase. We thought we definitely saw margin increase. This company is also saying that they're increasing their market share, market share, gain value share, and total non-alcoholic ready-to-drink beverages has increased. The cash flow from operations for the full year has increased up six percent from last year, and full year cash flow. One I don't really take a look at full year free cash easily be manipulated with all the other cash flow statements that's why for me the favorite one to look at is cash flow from operations share purchase this company is buying back its stock it has 1.9 full year purchase of stock for treasury and it's repurchased a total of 442 so I, I compared to the other stocks i've been looking at this company is not buying as heavy as the other stocks there have been some change in key leadership but to me that's not not that important at the moment they are growing their portfolio the company has helped launch approximately 500 products this year alone and this is actually pretty i, I highlight this because it might be negative in the expenses wise but they said in early 2018 the company introduced its world without waste initiative which includes a goal to collect and recycle one bottle of can for each one the company sells by 2030. so this might actually cost the company some money but I think we need, we live in such a world that something like this will impact customers to buy more of their products opposed to other products just because a lot of uh, people are environmentally conscious at the moment, right? So it's def even though it's definitely great for the environment, it is definitely a great brand awareness point. So I definitely want to mention, mention that. Let's see what other points I have highlighted. So for next year, they have an approximately 4% growth in organic revenue. They had cash flow from operations at least 8 billion, at least 8 billion. So let's take a look at real quick of what their cash flow from operation is this year. So 70, okay, so that's, that's definitely a great thing to see. They are expecting net cash flow from operations to be at least 8 billion. But that was, let's take a look. Okay, yeah, I was looking at the annual. I was just making sure I wasn't looking at quarterly. They are saying earnings per share to growth by about 1%. Not much, but a decrease or decrease. So it's pretty much going to be pretty neutral. What else do we have here? 
Then here, just a quick look at their overall, at the overall revenue compared to, to its um, demographic demographics. Uh, so here in Europe, Europe and Asia, these are the past three months. So net revenue decreased 12% in Latin America, 2%. In Latin America, it decreased 12%. In North America, it increased 7%. In Asia Pacific, it it increased 1%. But here's the more important things, and this is what I find pretty pretty scary in the past past quarter is revenue. It's and this is comparing to the same quarter of last year. Income, total income after tax, before taxes, total income before taxes for uh, Europe decreased about 45%, for Latin America decreased 14%, for North America increased 6%, decreased 6%, and for Asia Pacific it increased by, it increased by, uh, by 19%. And here it's actually a huge thing bottle investments their bottle investments increased by uh by eight eighty eight percent we ha they had a huge loss of about six hundred and eighteen million last year same quarter this year was seventy five a loss of seventy five million so total at um the most important thing is total they had a decrease of sixteen percent income compared to the last same year last year. Now, if we take a look at it in the yearly year sense, it's a whole different different change. Net income increased by twenty four percent, and here we can see Europe has opposed to being a decrease last quarter. They had definitely had a huge decrease, but overall they've increased their sales in Europe and Asia by four percent. In Latin America, it's pretty flat. In North America, they increased it by nine percent. In Asia, they they uh decreased it it's pretty flat in the asia specific and then consolidated total it was the, the 10 percent decrease in revenue and here net income and net income somehow not net income income before operating taxes increased by 24 percent so that's definitely a good thing to see so just a quick review before i give my my decision revenue decreasing cost of revenue is decreasing as well our gross profit is shrinking, but we saw that the earning inc our earnings before income taxes is at a high, is still high, even though it's comparable to two years ago when revenue was up 10, 10 when revenue was up by 10 billion. And that's almost 30% of, of where it's at now, a 30% increase. So that's pretty impressive that earnings before income taxes are, are so close to those values. And here net income again also the same the same thing so to me the income statement is definitely giving me a buy just for that right we have that positive profit margins so the moment this company starts collecting more revenue this company is going to have one of its best net incomes we'll take a look at total assets versus liabilities one thing i do like i'm, I'm not liking how the shareholder equity is decreasing but it is nice to know it, it has bottomed out. That's great to see. Um, this company is paying off a lot of its its value, a lot of its debt and current debt. And we we saw the uh, huge portion of the assets, over fifty percent of the assets, are some form of monetary value. Current investment, non-current investment, and cash and cash equivalents. 
And now that I'm looking at it, based on these three, on just those three assets, this company can pay off its non-current debt and current debt together. So that's that's definitely a great thing to see, in my opinion. There's no red flags here that are really freaking me out. And then from here, we know from their quarter report, from their report we just read, that even though there has been a decrease in the quarter in in certain um, regions, overall for the year, they did increase or flat lines on revenue increase in those regions. It also told us that operation cash flow is going to be around $8 billion, a lot higher than this year. And a lot higher than the previous. When was the last time? So it will be pretty on par to 2016. So for those reasons, I am going to give Coca-Cola a buy. I'm happy I did this show today. I'm definitely going to take a look at Coca-Cola. It was a company I wasn't really keeping my eye on because I thought there wasn't much growth potential. But once I saw that profit margin and how it's able to collect that earnings before income taxes and then net income, keep it to get such a close rate compared to um, its revenue decrease. So once this company has has higher revenues, we would definitely see a higher net income. And for me, Coca-Cola is definitely a buy. So I'm going to definitely look into buying some um, some Coca-Cola shares. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like I mentioned, Lazy FA makes it so easy to look at all the information, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. I'm curious, would you buy or pass on Coca-Cola based on the information we just saw? Also, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new videos, which I try to post every other day if you guys have a company you guys want me to take a look at make sure to post it in the comments and i'll take a look at them next have a good night guys and see you next time